I'm not sure how this review is going to go. Uh, I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to rant. I may, you may classify what I'm about to do as a rant, but uh, that's never been my style. But this is certainly not going to be an a tactical analysis video. This is not going to be an in-depth chat, um, at least on what happened today. Because to look at this game, in my opinion, and to say that it's just the 90 minutes, and also to reflect on the last, say, four months since Graham Potter has taken charge and come to the conclusion that everything that has happened to Chelsea it is the fault of one man, I think is just a stupid take. Now, that does not mean, before I go into what I'm about to say, because I think it goes into a lot of different areas, that Graham Potter is not responsible for what's going on. He cannot lose games like that because any coach, when their team goes out onto the pitch, no matter the problems behind the scenes, no matter injuries... Um, specifically, you know, when we're talking about the calibre of player Chelsea still had on that pitch today, there are non-negotiables. There are just things that you expect from a football team, uh, any decent football team, but especially one of the the calibre, at least the expected calibre. Um, you know, maybe I've been an idiot all season for thinking that these players were better than they were, and then they actually are. You know, these are players that I've seen win Champions League titles. These are players that I've seen succeed on the international stage with their nations. These are players that I have seen go for quite a lot of money. You know, it makes the whole game look like a farce. And that's what Chelsea do to you as a supporter, specifically in the case of transfer windows and seeing players who've done well elsewhere go for ludicrous fees to our club and completely fail to replicate what they've done and and look like shells of themselves. So what I'm going to say just quickly on Graham Potter before anyone misconstrues my words. He is a coach. I, I've rallied against the nonsense around him in terms of press conferences. I'm still going to say that because I, you know, what he says in a press conference, giving you nice catchphrases is not his job. It's improving players on the pitch. He cannot, I do not, I just don't have the stomach like any of us to see performances as abject and disgusting as that for the rest of this season. None of us do. You know, and that that is the case. If we continue to see four nil, four nil, five nil, two nils, one nils, where Chelsea are doing absolutely nothing and our players just look devoid of confidence, we've got no idea what we're doing. Then obviously a decision will have to be made because that's how football works. And also you reach the point of no return. But that is not my the main source of my anger is not there today. The main source of my anger is this has been coming for a long time. This is this has been a five-year decline from Chelsea. Arguably longer, you could go back to 2015, where a lot of things have contributed to this. Chelsea's previous ownership, not understanding that the sport changed fundamentally. Uh, I would argue once Pep Guardiola came into English football, and you know it's symbolic, of course, we lose to Pep Guardiola today and, and what he's done with that Man City side, how the game changed, how we didn't evolve, how we were still acting like it was 2005 in 2019, how we've made bad decisions in the transfer window, stretching back to that summer of 2015, uh, sorry, 2017 and 2015, how when we've had big trophy wins during the last five to six years whether that be the title win in 2017 under Antonio Conte or the Champions League win under Thomas Tuchel in 2021 we've taken fundamentally the wrong lessons from those wins we have looked at or our owners have looked at the situation and gone well it's you know it's fine look we've got away with it we've changed head coaches it's a bit of a mess but we've won a big title hey we'll just sign someone else we'll keep on doing what we're doing our methods work and we see no improvement particularly in the Premier League it is the case of Chelsea and and what this new ownership simply has to resolve 
is all of that mess. It's the mistakes in the transfer window, some of which they made arguably now in the last summer transfer window and what they have to avoid doing in the future. It is not just consistently looking to give us as fans, and I've got to say us as fans, nice dopamine hits, you know, nice changes, short bursts of optimism and and nice wins, you know, for a short period of time that sure give us some great memories, but again, leave us kind of in the same place and we're, we're deteriorating now. That That is the truth. And for me, it, what sickens me is just the mentality of the players. I have seen so many of these performances over the last five years. I, you lose count. And the problem is, you know, it's it's so many of these. And please do not tell me that you watching today's performance is somehow freakish for you as a Chelsea fan. Please do not tell me. Sure, now, with our placing in the table, with us being knocked out of the FA Cup, with us both, uh, being knocked out of both domestic cup competitions, sure, you can say both games were away to Man City. That is probably one of the toughest, if not the toughest, draw you can get. Um, but this was, you know, a disgraceful performance. But just kind of that gutless, spineless, lacking ideas where players just down tools consistently and that is a thing that has just been lurking and growing and festering at Chelsea for so long now and it's just depressing to watch as a fan you know I've been very lucky to watch Chelsea win everything so I am not a maybe I'm different to a lot of people my age I I was blessed with my age to see the best years of Chelsea I'm not demanding Premier League titles every year. I'm I'm almost like, you know, I, I've seen us win everything. I'm interested to see something new. I'm patient enough, not losing 4-0 every week, but, you know, I, I'm patient enough to see a longer-term project where we, you know, invest in younger players. What I'm not prepared to see is the constant chopping and changing, um, as I say, going for those short-term hits that we have as a club over the last five to ten years, Um that has you know gotten us to this point now where we've had bad recruitment bad squad planning real just no structure behind the scenes of why we're buying a player why we're selling a player and you know all these things have have come together you know that is my theory i know some people will feel that all of this is is graham potter's fault all of this is the player's fault all of this is todd bowley's fault everyone's responsible right in their own way but until Chelsea faced the truth and the the harsh truth that pre- people don't want to accept probably and isn't nice to accept is that we are a long way from where we're supposed to be or where we could be and where we used to be as a club and to expect it to be fixed overnight like we have over the last five years is kind of where we are and kind of if we keep doing that if you just sat Graham Potter fair enough you know it happens at, at all levels of football you blame one head coach over a bunch of players we bring in someone more experienced they give us a short-term hit and then in 18 months we're back here again the one big difference is of course the ownership and we don't know how they're gonna act in these type of situations but when you see how toxic it it's it's it already has gotten this season and I will get to the players now because, you know, things like Rian Mahrez scores a goal like that. It's an incredible free kick. Um, he has that quality. Kepa can't save it. But then it's the reaction that just concerns me. And it concerned me against Nottingham Forest last Sunday. And it's concerned me for a number of years. And unfortunately, some of those players have been at Chelsea for a number of years. And we've seen them put in similar performances. Kai Havertz. Just it's just such a, sh- a sign of unprofessionalism and just 
nonsense um, to see Kai Havertz, a player who, you know, at the start of his Chelsea career was scoring a Champions League winning goal against Man City. And now, a couple of years later, he hasn't really progressed at all as a player, if I'm being honest. And he's just lazily putting his arm out like that. And Chelsea are already 2-0 down and probably out of the game. And in the third goal, it's a wonderful piece of play for Man City. But just it was embarrassing how we were carved apart like a League 2 team. And the XG at the end of the first half where Chelsea, it, throughout the entire game, I mean, I'm just looking at, let me just look on my screen now where I'm trying to find the, the XG that is so low from Chelsea. It's just, it's utterly embarrassing how little creativity we had, how little fight and determination and just unity or idea of what we're doing. And that comes down to the coach who, you know, he hasn't been helped by the number of injuries, but with the players that were out at the start, I at least expected something more. I didn't expect just instant capitulation and just acceptance that we were going to lose. And that is the most sickening thing at the moment watching Chelsea. And and it's been a sickening thing watching Chelsea all season is the inevitability of disaster, the inevitability of things going wrong. The Whenever this group of players under two different coaches now um, this season, and I'll say under multiple coaches over the last five years, when something goes wrong, they capitulate. There, there is not the spirit within there. There is not the unity. There is not a sense at this club that everyone is moving in the same direction all the time. We have, we've had online divides between supporters. We've had chaos at the club between superstar players and head coaches. We've had chaos going on, you know, behind the scenes on the pitch. A real lack of of clarity, and that has all led to the mood we see now. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know I know the answer of what's next. I mean, my solution for Graham Potter and my idea of what I think he should do is bin the players who are not going to be here beyond this season, who are not going to be here for the long term, who do not, who are not offering the experience they're supposed to. I don't care what age they are. I don't care what they've done for the club in the past. If we are going to move in a younger direction, if the new owner is going to invest in all these young players, some of which we saw today on the pitch, like Fafana coming off the bench and uh, Badishile was on the bench and, and the other players we're going to hopefully bring in in the upcoming months and years. You've got to commit to that now. And I think a lot of people would would be interested in seeing that, seeing the likes of Carnage or Kameka get more minutes, Lewis Hall be upgraded even further. Uh, I know he's not as young, but Dennis Zakaria starting to show a little bit more for Chelsea. Um, Amari Hutchinson getting more minutes. It just goes on and on. You know, those type of players that we should be building around for the future. Players that I have seen fail consistently in similar ways for the last, as I say, five years. Some of them less because they arrived a little bit later and should have been sold a long time ago, need to be sold now. And that's that's just the honest, that's the harsh truth. Chelsea have been, I think, avoiding reality for so long now, and it's 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 come back to us. It's come to bite us, you know, in the harshest way. And you know, all the pressures on Graham Potter and and the players to get a result at Fulham. But what scares me most for Graham Potter and kind of this rebuild job or this process is how is he going to get a response from a group of players who are not showing that response? who are rarely showing adversity will come. It doesn't matter if Chelsea win against Fulham. What happens against Crystal Palace if we go 1-0 down? These are things that happen in football. And and 
there are going to be ups and downs. There always are. Even the best teams face it. This team shows no ability at the slightest uh, sign of uh, adversity or problems on the pitch to respond to it. And he has faced, you know, we've got a, a basically an, almost an 11 of injuries out. And some of those are defining players. Reese James is an incredible player. We know that. Wesley Fofana, I think, could become that for Chelsea in the upcoming years. Edouard Mendy was first choice at one point. Sure, he didn't start the season well. Uh, N'Golo Kante, of course, you know, what he could still provide for Chelsea on the pitch. You know, it goes on and on with players who have been injured. And, and you you have to have sympathy for that, right? Because most managers would be dealing with that. But then having said that, you can have those injuries and those absolutely impact things. But they, for me, they should not just mean that we go out and just lose just embarrassingly for all those supporters who went up to Manchester this Sunday, for those, you know, watching the club, investing in the club to see such pathetic performances. Um, I know this is, the, and, and you know, I felt that the, the chanting of of Thomas Tuchel and Roman Abramovich, I, I you know, it's 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 toxic. Listen, the fans have a right to to sing that. I don't agree with it uh, because I don't think it helps the situation. And I think that you know those two individuals, um, as much as we you know, have given a lot of positives to things I've been discussing today, arguably have a lot of influence over those problems as well. So. For us to just hark back to the past and just keep on doing what we were doing in the past is, I, I don't think, is the solution anymore. Chelsea have to look in new ways, but the pressure on Graham Potter is going to be intense from a lot of people because at this stage for Chelsea, the expectation is that you do not keep your job. I think that would be absurd given the circumstances and given the problems that Chelsea have had for so long now of not fully facing up to their long-term issues. But I feel like a broken record because I was, I was saying this in 2020. I was saying this in 2021. I'll probably be saying it in 2024. Ugh. Sorry, that was a complete mess. But um, like the podcast, Son of Chelsea is a part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. Subscribe, do what you got to do, and I'll see you again very soon. <laughs>